Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Throughout August, we've been sharing free episodes from our Patreon-exclusive shows to give you a glimpse of what we offer on patreon.com slash kindoffunny during our August Patreon pledge drive. To sweeten the deal, we've just released the first episode to everybody of 20 Minutes of Tears, an eight-episode Let's Play series with Greg Miller and Brian Altano diving into Tears of the Kingdom. If you enjoy it, all eight episodes are out right now on patreon.com slash kindoffunny for all members at the $10 tier or above. Thank you for supporting the wild adventure that is kind of funny. If you haven't joined in yet, kindly consider doing so before the month concludes. Thank you all so much. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, August 31st, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing, Adioe Jr. Joining me is XCast and Gamertag Radio's Paris Lilly. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Bless. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm, I'm amazing. Just I'm in studio. Here on a random Thursday. Yes. No, no special occasion. Yeah, Just not, nothing out. going on, right? Nothing going Just on. Just hanging out. How does it feel now that Starfield reviews are out? You got to, of course, talk about it on the Kind of Funny Games cast as our lead reviewer. It's a relief. Yeah. I had a weird pressure like I was putting on myself as lead reviewer for this game in that I wanted to make sure I represented not only myself, but kind of funny in the best way possible as far as talking about this game. And I think we did that in the review. Um, ultimately, I gave it a four out of five. Um, mm -hmm. I, I definitely think it is worth your time. I think this is a great game. Um, there are some issues that will need to be ironed out moving forward, but you'll go get an Xbox to play Starfield for oh, yeah. sure. Um, yeah, of course, I, Starfield is a game that we're going to talk about yeah. for a very long time. Of course, we're going to talk about it for the rest of the year, probably, yeah, well, right? Yeah, but even yeah, going 100%. into the next few years, I think we're going to talk, have yeah. a lot of conversations about Starfield. We have a lot of content out about it. Of course, our first hour of me, Greg, and Barrett playing Starfield is out right now on YouTube. Like I mentioned, we have our Starfield review as a kind of funny games cast. Yeah. So that's up on that podcast feed and also on YouTube.com. It's kind of funny games. Speaking of kind of funny games, we also have a marathon Starfield stream going down where Mike is playing Starfield for as long as you want him to. And guess what? He started about, what, an hour ago at 9 a.m.? And he's not stopping because right now we have a layout where Mike is still playing Starfield even during this episode of KFGD. And so if you're watching live, if you're watching the video version, you can see Mike continuing on his playthrough. It looks like right now he's still in the character creator. Mike, how's it going over there? Just reporting in live from the SS <laughs> kind of funny enterprise. It's going really well. Hell yeah. And so, yeah, Mike's going to con continue making his character. How, how are you liking it so far? Because, of course, you've not touched Starfield yet, Mike. This is your first time booting up the game. You've had an hour with it so far. What's that, how's that first hour treating you? Blessing. The first hour has been absolutely incredible. What Bethesda has done is really something remarkable. The face looked, facial animations look great. I was in a mine. I touched some sort of weird piece of metal, and uh, I can see the future. And then I woke up. So lots going on out here. <laughs> A lot's going on. Of course, we'll tune into Mike throughout the show, see what the update is, see how he's doing. It looks like he's floating out there in space, though. It looks like there's not that much gravity wherever he's at. His, his feet aren't touching the ground. I don't know if that's how that works, but it seems that's how he's, how he's taking it. All right, so Paris, back to you. Again, you're here for the Starfield review. I, and we're going to have a review roundup, so we're going to get into it, right? Oh, yeah. But I guess my one question before we even get there is, now that reviews are out, now that you've gotten to see what the rest of the industry thinks about Starfield, right? Like, what, it, what it has it been like seeing the embargo lift for such a big game that you've gotten to be part of the conversation with? It's, it's about what I expected. I actually think this game is going to be very polarizing overall. I mean, just even within our own review, oh, yeah. the impressions <laughs> were, were kind of polarizing. But I think that was expected because I think this is a game that I said in the review, I don't think two weeks is enough to truly judge this game. I think there's a lot of things about it that you, you're going to need to put many hours into an experience mm -hmm. for yourself. Again, there's some technical, there's things that need to be fixed, but I think the best compliment I can give this game, and I know it sounds like a marketing term, but your journey really begins after the main campaign. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
truly after you finish the main campaign and we won't get into spoilers or anything but that's when the game really takes off and you get to be what you want to be in the in that world of starfield or that universe of starfield paris Again, before we get into it, I want to bring in a question from Jay sure. Maskey, who writes in thecalifornia.com slash KFGD, just like you can, and says, The hype around Starfield has been so intense you can physically feel it. It is on the level of Tears of the Kingdom and Ragnarok. Only difference is, this is a new IP. Is this the most hyped new IP of all time? What other new IPs have had similar hype? Ooh, that is a very loaded question. Yeah. I, I, I think of The Last of Us just comes to mind right Last off the jump. A big one, yeah. You know, Gears of War is another one. Cyberpunk that I think 2077. About. Cyberpunk I think is obviously is, is one as well. I wouldn't say the greatest of all time, but I just think the anticipation and who made it being, you know, Todd Howard and that team at Bethesda. Yeah, highly anticipated for sure. So I, I, I think it'd be argu arguably is probably like in the top five. Yeah. new ips that we've seen i think in terms of the hype for it yeah yeah the hype is there and hype i think hype is going to come in and i think yeah. paint a lot of people's um impressions of this game right because i don't and i said this yesterday on, on my re review that i don't think i wouldn't call starfield for me at least right the best rpg of the year right. and i don't look at it as the groundbreaking life-changing rpg that i think a lot of people are looking forward to it being yeah. that said i do think that there's still a lot of value that people can get out of starfield mm -hmm. if you're somebody who is either a bethesda fan or if you're somebody who is looking for a space exploration rpg i think this game does that stuff very well and there's of course like so yeah. many critiques that we can get into but yeah like there's there are a lot of special aspects about starfield right and i think the hype is i, I think as people experience that game the hype is going to be redirected from going oh man, this is the end all be all to, oh wait, no, this is what it is. And either I'm going to take it for what it is or I'm going to leave it for what it is. And I think on. that's yeah. going to paint a lot of people's yeah. impressions. I think we're going to see a spectrum of opinions about this thing. 100%. It, it, it's funny because we didn't talk about this during the review, but this is definitely more, because everyone's, oh, Skyrim in space. Mm -hmm. This is definitely more Oblivion than anything. Mm -hmm. And ironically enough, I had gone back and been playing Fallout 3 recently leading up to before doing review you can still see a lot of those mechanics in there and gameplay style, the, the, the Bethesda RPG style from even back then is still very present in Starfield. And I don't think that's a good or a bad thing. I yeah. just think that's how they make their RPGs versus something like a Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah, I mean, it goes back to what Greg was talking about yesterday where yeah. as you play Starfield, you, 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 know, you think about Skyrim, you think about Fallout and how groundbreaking those games felt when you yeah. played them at the time. You play Starfield and it is oh, this is the kind of game you make. Like, right, this is right. a Bethesda game. And yep. so, like, that comes with certain things. Yep. And I think that makes a lot of sense, mm -hmm. right? And I think, again, that redirects how you think about it going into the game. And as you experience it, again, what you put into it is what you get out of it. 100%. And to your point, this is not going to be for everyone. Yeah. It's just, it is, it is what it is as far as that goes. People that are hardcore into Bethesda-style games, they're going to eat this up. They're going to love it. But people that are coming in brand new, I think your mileage is going to vary. And again, I don't think that's a good or a bad thing. I just think that's the style of game that it is. But it's a very ambitious game. I think oh, yeah. that's, that's one, another compliment I can give it. They definitely put a lot. There's a lot of different things to do. There's a lot of things that you can singularly focus on and get hours of entertainment out of. Paris, we're going to continue to talk about Starfield. We're also going to talk about a Mario Wonder Direct and Volition is getting shut down. We'll talk about all this and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news needs to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to KindOfFunny.com slash You're Wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily remember you can use epic creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite to help support the channel to be a part of the show head to kindoffunny.com slash kfgd to write in with your questions squad ups and more and remember patreon.com slash kind of funny will get you the show ad free plus a bevy of bonus content housekeeping for you of course our starfield review is up right now featuring our lead reviewer Paris Lily, uh, youtube.com slash kind of funny games is where you can go to get uh, to check that out. Uh, and speaking of Starfield, we got a Starfield marathon stream going down right now and we're pushing it as long as you can take us. Uh, that is happening, of course, over on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. It's a Twitch exclusive, mainly because of the way YouTube works and scheduling streams and all that stuff. It'd be too complicated to do on YouTube. And so we're sticking that to Twitch, but I believe the plan is to maybe get a VOD going. Barrett, is that we good? are recording everything. So, but again, depending on how long we go, that's going to be a lot of footage. So, I, I think we're figuring out how to get it up on YouTube eventually. Hell yeah. 
Uh, Mike, what's the update? I, I see you're picking you're picking traits here. So we um, took all. Hello, um, come in, control, control. This is Captain Space Bike, Mike. Yes, I am currently so picking my background, and uh, I'll tell you what. There's some great options here. There's a beast hunter option, a mm. combat medic, and a diplomat. And sometimes, Paris, you know. I have a way with words. I learn from the best like you. And I think maybe a diplomat might be my, 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 oh. my choice. <laughs> well, I like that. I like that. I was a bounty hunter, by the way. A bounty hunter. You know what? I never said my name uh, during the review, what I called my character. His name is Roscoe Soul Train. That's he, and he's a bounty hunter and he worships Dude, the great serpent. There's so much we didn't talk about in that <laughs> review. Like we didn't talk about what our different playthroughs and different like traits were. Um, Mike, I'll let you continue to make your character. But yeah, we're going to talk about some, a lot of that stuff during the review roundup. Because I want to ask you about things that you didn't actually get to get to during the review. Because yeah. I looked at my notes and like half my notes I didn't get to. Yeah, I didn't, like, and like we'll, we'll talk about it all. Um, but uh, again, that's not all. Our first hour with Starfield is up right now. It is me. It is Greg. It is Barrett. All experiencing our first hour with Starfield field edited together by the one and only roger mccorney you can check that out on youtube.com slash kind of funny games if you don't care about starfield uh, our star wars ahsoka episode three breakdown is up right now on youtube.com slash kind of funny thank you to our patreon producers jedi master deadpool delaney twining and logan delaney the delaney bros today we're brought to you by rocket money and netflix's one piece but we'll tell you about that later for now let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have six stories today. A baker's dozen. Starting with our number one, we got a Starfield review roundup for you. Probably the biggest review roundup of the year. Oh, yeah. We're going to start off with the Metacritic, Metacritic and Open Critic, which... I think keeps fluctuating, right? But right now, as I pulled it, uh, the Metacritic is sitting at an 87. Open Critic is sitting at an 86. I'm sure by the time you hear this, those numbers might have already updated. But we're going to start off with Dan Stapleton and IGN, who gave it a 7 out of 10 and says, It's never a great sign when someone recommends a game on the grounds that it gets good after more than a dozen hours. But that's very much the kind of game Starfield is. And I do recommend it. There are a lot of forces working against it, and the combination of disjointed space travel, non-existent maps, aggravating inventory management, and a slow rollout of essential abilities very nearly did it in. I was, uh, it was the joys of piloting a custom spaceship into and out of all sorts of morally ambiguous situations, a rich sci-fi universe that eventually pulled it out of a nosedive. I'm glad that I powered through the early hours because it's interstellar mystery story pays off and uh, once again got the ball rolling. Uh, combat on foot and in space gradually became good enough that its momentum carried me into New Game Plus after I had finished the main story after around 60 hours. Like Skyrim and Fallout 4 before it, there's still an immense amount of quality role-playing quests and interesting NPCs out there waiting to be stumbled across. And the pull to seek, to seek it out is strong. And then Matt Miller at Game Informer gave it an 8.5 out of 10 and says, It took me a long time to fall in love with Starfield, and even after I did, certain aspects didn't work for me. But the things I didn't enjoy are vastly outweighed by my enthusiasm for this new original science fiction universe, the breadth of its adventures, and the appeal of its many interwoven stories. Go in with the expectation that it will take some time to find your footing in such a vast gameplay space, and there's a universe well worth discovering here. And then Stephen Mills at Destructoid gave it a 10 out of 10 and says, I wasn't sure it could be done, but Bethesda has managed to raise the bar for sandbox games even higher. In the end, Starfield is an epic sandbox open world RPG with a beautifully immersed universe, or sorry, beautifully immersive universe, a captivating story and fun and compel compelling gameplay the whole way. I'm so happy to have experienced Starfield organically, and I really hope you get to as well. On top of that, Paris Lily at Kind of Funny gave it a 4 out of 5 and had this to say in his TikTok. If the TikTok is available. <laughs> Barrett, is the TikTok <laughs> I don't know if Barrett's actually in there. They might be running around because I saw people in chat talking about um, some technical difficulties. And so we'll come back to the yeah, TikTok we'll if that's available. Um, from there, actually, I'll jump into uh, Twitter. Shinobi has a great review roundup just summarizing a lot of the scores that we've gotten. Yep. So when you run through it, and again, this paints a picture in terms of the spectrum of the way people are, are, are taking it, right? Over on Destructoid, Destructoid gave it a 10. That's the review I just read. Gaming Bolt gave it a 10. Silicon Era gave it a 9. Press Start gave it a 9. Shack News gave it a 9. Video Gamer gave it a 9. Game Informer, 8.5. IGN, 7. GameSpot, 7. 
PC games end seven, and then you hop out into the out of fives, right? VGC gave it a five out of five. VG247 gave it a four out of five. Comic Book gave it a four out of five. Digital Trends gave it a 3.5 out of five. PC Gamer gave it a 75 out of 100. Paris, again, we're looking at a spectrum of reviews here. This is what you expected? It is, 100% it is, because to the point, this is gonna be a polarizing game. Mm -hmm. Depending on how you play it, the length of time that you play it, you're, for lack of a better term, your mileage is going to vary. So I think that is very reflective in the scores. Um, there are definitely things in Starfield that are not good, that need improvement. And I think these scores reflect that. Like when you were reading out Dan's IGN score, I was nodding along to a lot of his criticisms mm -hmm. because I had the same ones. But then there were other things that I felt that outweighed it. So yeah. this is why I think my score varies from what IGN is scoring it as a 7 but I think IGN scores valid at the same time. You, you know what one, I mean? 1, do, do we want to hear why you gave it a score finally? Sorry. Uh, Greg was, you know, downloading a bunch of games <laughs> just because he thinks he's so important as CEO. Greg. Yeah. Uh, but we're back up, everybody. Sweet. Uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's see that TikTok. All righty. Give me just a sec here. You are the lead reviewer at Kind of Funny on Starfield. What did you give it on our five-point scale? I gave Starfield a four out of five. Okay, explain. The sense of discovery, the amount of things that you can do in this game is what makes it great. If not the best game that Bethesda has made, it is definitely right up there at the top. As an RPG, it does a lot of things very well. There's some things, not so much. What holds it back from being a five? The inventory system, not great. No. That needs to be refined. It needs a complete overhaul. The game also suffers, I think, just from a narration and UI standpoint of pointing you in the direction of where to go and things to do, like simple things like where do I go get ammo? Why isn't there a local map for Thank the you. planets, the <laughs> cities you. I'm in? I just need to know what Thank stores you. to get to. Exactly. But this is a game that you want to play. You will want to immerse yourself in. But that's the beauty of Starfield is it's your journey. You get to do what you want to do when you play. This is a game that you will go get an Xbox for. You are the lead reviewer at... All right. Awesome. So, Paris, I want to lead off with this. Sure. What's something you didn't get to talk about during the review that you want to bring up and talk about here? One of my favorite moments of the game, I talked about one, but I had three specific. Another one I had that I didn't get to talk about, which I just think is the discovery aspect going off the beaten path has mm -hmm. nothing to do with a main story or a side mission. I was on a random planet, found an un unknown location. I was like, oh, okay, let's just go over there and go check it out. Turns out it was an abandoned communication station and the robot, like the Vasco robots, a bunch of them took this over. And they had a mandate that no organics were allowed inside. And I was like, I'm going in anyways. Went in, they immediately were like, came in there. I'm thinking, oh, I'll close the door. They won't come in. Nope. They opened the door. They came in, firefight the whole thing. I run out of there. They're chasing me halfway across the planet. And they're like, you know, get out, get out or whatever it was they were saying. I was like, that's so cool. That's something I would not have experienced mm -hmm. if I didn't go off the beaten path and look to discover it. So it made me think, what else is out there, you know, mm. that isn't a part of a story beat that I could find in Starfield and with all these different planets, you just never know. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that we talked about toward the end of our review, um, Tim was asking about like game of the year, top 10 and mm -hmm. like, is this game going to make it or, or, or not? And like us talking about even your mileage may vary type yeah. thing. And even you nodding along to a lot of the criticisms that people yeah. have in their reviews, right? Just still looking at how much the good still outweighs the bad yeah. for you. That was one of the things that I was racking my, my, my head around of, you know, I think toward the end of the year, me given more time with Starfield, because like to put in context, right, I mentioned this yesterday, but I played, what, 40 hours, I what probably t about 25 hours yeah. of that was mainline, and then the rest is me doing side stuff, and there was some side stuff that I thought was worthwhile, but Starfield is a game that I think wants you to play it in a particular way, and it's not the natural way I think you'd expect to want to play an RPG, right? It's what we, it was a lot of what our conversation was yesterday of, hey, like, kind of pick a lane and just go go hard on that thing. Yeah. If you want to make your gameplay or your playthrough outposts and just focus on outposts yep. and making that thing, maybe do that. Or if you want to like really make researching like your thing, then just do that. Or yep. if you want to like do what I did. And I, I very early on, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to double down on combat. I'm going to level up all of my ballistic skills. I'm going to level up my pistol skills, my shotgun skills. I'm going to become a combat dude. And I that was some of my favorite stuff in the game was just going around getting into shootouts because I thought the gunplay was very fun. Um, that's a thing that... I could see myself coming back around where I do do new game plus, right? I have that available to me right yeah. now. And I started new game plus already. I can see myself going back to that and just going, all right, 
let's stick to one thing um let's do because one of the things that i wish i did more in my playthrough as well was um i got a dream house <laughs> for my for one of my traits yeah. of course like the game when you're creating your character like what um what mike's doing right now you have your backgrounds and you have your traits backgrounds are basically what's the history of your character and how does that um determine what your skills are right and so if you do if you're like me and you did the space scoundrel that means that you get uh good persuasion or that you start off with a persuasion skill you also start off with um a pistol skill as yeah. well right another skill um so that's what the backgrounds were the traits i thought was the more interesting aspect of these very unique character qualities that give you these added benefits but also some added negatives as yeah, well exactly and so yeah, the one yeah. the ones i chose yeah, i wanted to know the ones you chose i chose the um adoring fan fan which is uh, one of the ones they talked about during that starfield uh direct that they did during the xbox game showcase where you have just an annoying dude run up to you early on in the game and he's like i'm your biggest fan yeah. and you can accept him into your crew and very early on i was like yo fuck this guy this, guy, this guy's the worst but also <laughs> he's kind of funny at the yeah, same time yeah. and so like is that push and pull i ended up just like abandoning him at an outpost but i had that and then also i had a house that i had to pay like one hundred twenty-five thousand credit mortgage on and so like every time I, every week i would show it to my house and i had to pay like 500 credits to like keep the house or else it gets foreclosed yeah. um but you go in there and i get to like customize it and manage it and like kind of live that animal crossing sim type experience and people are going to do that and people are going to yeah. do that and i can totally see the route yep. that people go down where it is no i am playing this game like i am playing animal crossing or i am playing this game like i'm playing doom yep. or i'm playing this game like i'm playing no man's sky and i think people are going to really have to pick and choose how they play the game to get the maximized amount of fun with it and it kind of makes me want to play through it again just to get that experience completely agree and, and that's the whole thing it's like pick a lane and just basically live out that role-playing fantasy of whatever it is you're going to do. Like, I can't wait a month or two from now to see some of the crazy ship builds that are gonna come out of this. Like, I'm not talented enough, to, smart enough to do it, but there's people out there that are gonna just dedicate all their time and energy to building these outlandish ships that yeah. we're gonna start seeing in the game or, or these outposts that are just gonna be completely elaborate, self-sufficient, creating their own resources, the travel routes and everything that Todd Howard talked about in our interview, really looking forward to seeing things like that. And that's again, where just in the two weeks and I put in about 90 hours into the game, not enough, mm -hmm. but that's not something everybody's going to want to do either. Not everyone's going And again, this is where I, I give Dan credit because he is true in his review from IGN that there is a slow burn early on to this game. And then it starts to open oh, up yeah. and you, you start Dude, to do all these I left, things. I left, I, I finished the main quest with such a good taste in my mouth. Yeah. Right. And like for the first, if you were in the kind of funny audience uh, office during my first 20 hours, of I this just game, saw the slacks. So I was like, Oh, oh my God. The, I was like, Oh, oh. <laughs> my first 20 hours of the game. When I tell you that I was livid by some of the choices they made in this game. And I think, you know, I, it's, I know the internet and chat and like comments or whatever. Yeah. are probably going to like take that in a certain way and be like, Oh, you just didn't allow, you just didn't yeah. do that. You guys are a lot, most of you guys are gonna have the same fucking experience. Yeah. For the first 10 hours, you're gonna be like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, why why is this it's game true. this way? But there is a turning point, and that's what like that's how I kind of landed on a three, right? Where originally I was like, fuck, this might be a two out of five. Yeah. There's no way but this is making a two out of five game. There was a turning point where toward the end of the game, I had certain experiences with certain side quests, certain like even shipbuilding. I found myself actually starting to fall in love with shipbuilding. Yep. That and then the main quest, all that stuff left me with such a good taste where I'm like okay, no, there's something special here. It's just, there's a balance here of yeah. a lot of stuff. Like I said, but that's the jank quality of life, weird decisions, weird, like, you know, varying levels of writing um, quality, stuff like that. That is alongside, yeah, like so many different things to do in a scope that is truly impressive and a world that if you allow yourself to fall into the world, there's a lot of fun to be had. 100%. And one, one last thing, and I'll be vague because it is a spoiler, a quest that you didn't do, mm -hmm. but Greg and I did do, starts off so minor that you just think, oh, this is just some dumb fetch it quest that literally just scales into this epic proportion that pays off in a way of, just think Mass Effect, the Shadow Broker. That's all I'll say. Okay. But when it pays off, you're like, God damn, this oh, was yeah. great. And it spans like a few hours going through this whole quest, just doing this. And that again opens up the possibility are there other ones out there like that that i just never experienced that are mm -hmm. of this scale i don't know and that's the beauty of going back and continuing to play and just seeing what you find oh yeah so my last question uh, on this topic of starfield for the reviews is starfield the 
Xbox exclusive that Xbox needs. Does this yes. feel like the beginning of the dominoes it does. falling? It does. And that and that's again, I'm obviously on an Xbox podcast. This is the W that they needed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those Metacritic scores we saw were about what I expected, and, and I think that's fine. But this was the game that they can start building towards the future around. They can use this as, hey, this is the starting point of this is the new Xbox. This is the next generation of Xbox games. This is the type of quality experiences that you should expect yeah. from us moving forward. Yeah, I think, you know, even though you look at GameSpot, you look mm-hmm. at IGN, you look at me, <laughs> and you're like, oh, seven, seven, three. Like, I, this is one where it's not a... And this is this is a lot of what I was like kind of going circular on as I was thinking about my review and how I was going to talk about this game. Right. Because it's not a seven out of ten in a oh, this is I forget what what is it? What did Immortals of Avium get? Chad? It's like seven out of ten. It's It's not a seven out of ten in the Immortals way where I think Immortals you play and you're like, okay, yeah, like everything in this game is like kind of all right. And like, you know, it's a fun time in some places. But, you know, it's kind of like even it's a seven out of ten. Starfield specifically is a seven out of ten in the way that and three out of five for me in the way that. The highs are really high, but then the lows can be really low in a way that got on my nerves a lot, but in a way that, like we've been saying, right, mileage may vary. If you're somebody that can get past a lot of that stuff and you just find your lane in Starfield and find what makes it special to you, the highs are astronomically high as well. And so I am with you that I think this exclusive is going to be something special. It reminds me of a Death Stranding where like you you come out of it with your own thing and you're like, hey... Either I like what this is or I don't like what this is. But I think the fact that it is Bethesda, the fact that it has such a wide scope, the fact that it is something different from them, it is this NASA punk RPG, I think that's going to resonate with a lot of people. And I think the conversations about it are going to carry and be interesting for the next however long. And hopefully you're right, right? And and the idea that they go through and they fix a lot of the the issues and fix the inventory system and stuff like that, which I think there's a good chance there is. Yeah, I think so too. Let's get in to story number two. But before we get there, we have some breaking news from PlayStation. Uh, this is tweeted out by PlayStation this morning uh, during the show as we went live. The PlayStation Portal remote player launches starting November 15th. Only a couple of months away from that PlayStation Portal. Are you excited about this thing? <laughs> Speaking <laughs> the <PSP>? of polarizing. <laughs> I, you know, and it's funny, I saw obviously Greg, Greg with his hands-on impressions and I watched some other uh, creators that got hands-on with it as well. Mm-hmm. The idea of it makes sense, but it's missing so many things that it should have to really make this a winner. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to relitigate the whole thing. I think it costs too much yeah. at, at $199. I think if this was $150, even for what it is right now, it would make sense to pick up. So it's going to be interesting to see who, who runs out to go get this on the 15th. Um, I just don't know if... like. I'd like, I'd like it. Like, I totally could see me using this in my house, 100%. But I'm limited to no one else can be on the PS5 at the same time. And to me, that's kind of one mm, of the biggest things, that it yeah. isn't a true cloud streaming device. And, yeah, it looks like you can use it out of the house some kind of way. And, obviously, the Bluetooth thing. So, I don't know. I don't know. This is going to be a fascinating one when it, when it drops on the 15th. Makes sense. I think November 15th, yeah, November the timing 15th, makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. Right? November 15th. November is usually when you get like big hardware stuff yeah. like this. And so I, that makes a lot of sense. And I'm with you that it's a interesting one. It's not for everybody. The cost is a, I think a barrier for a lot of yeah. people. It's one that I look at and I'm like, Oh, I'm ex- excited about this thing, but also I'm probably not going to buy one. Like I would love to, uh, if we get sent them at kind of funny, if they, we get sent one, it'll go to Greg Miller. Cause right. Greg Miller is going to get way more use, usage out of it. If you get sent a second one, I'll for sure take it home and use it and have a lot of fun with it. I will not pay $200 for this thing. And, and that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the whole thing about it. I think the price point is going to be one of the big limiting factors on it. Yeah. 1000%. It's time for story number two. And for story number two, I'm welcoming to the stage, the one and only Tim Ma fucking Gettys because we're talking about Nintendo. We're talking about the Nintendo Direct that happened this morning. We're talking about Super Mario Wonders details and all of them. All of the details that got revealed to him. So many. So many. <laughs> I pre-ordered my PlayStation Portal, by the did way. You? Oh, I just did. I just did. Are you gonna, you, just you, did. You're going to use it? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah. Very excited. I was just, I, I tweeted this. I'm excited for it because I feel like this is going to push me to platinum more games. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of games like Final Fantasy 16 mm-hmm. that I loved, mm-hmm. tried going for the platinum, got a lot of the trophies, but then there's some that I'm like, am I really going to replay this whole game? I'm like, if I get to just casually do it on the couch while G's watching TV, I'm more into that, you know? So I feel like it's a device for me. Many shortcomings. Don't like the price. You're totally right. 150 is where it should be. But eh, I pre-ordered it. Will I end up? I just wanted to make sure I had one. You know what I mean? I want one day one just in case. But I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. 
Let's talk about this Nintendo Direct. Uh, of course, we didn't live react to it just because there's so much going on today. Yeah. And I don't think it, it was worth us waking up early to show up at the studio at 7 when we also have another stream going out at, at 9. And also you have KFGD. There's just a lot. Yeah, like we're here and we're going to talk about it here. And so let's get into all the details. IGN has an article that is every detail from the Direct broken down about Super Mario Wonder. Tim, you watched this. I watched most of it. I also, like, I was brushing my teeth when it was going, so I listened to all of it. <laughs> but yeah. I only watched some parts of it. But what I want you to do, Tim, mm -hmm. is stop me whenever there's a detail where you want to break down. Awesome. Because it's Love a that. long article. And so it begins like this. The Super Mario Wonders, or sorry, the Super Mario Brothers Wonder Nintendo Direct revealed a ton of new gameplay details for the game, including information on its multiplayer, power-ups, and more. The presentation began with a trailer for the new game that introduced players to the Flower Kingdom, a different start from most Mario games' Mushroom Kingdom. Uh, Bowser is back per usual, though, uh, and instantly merges with the princess's or the prince's castle to become a giant spiky ball of doom. Nintendo then showed off the different areas pre present in Super Mario Brothers Wonders Flower Kingdom. Six worlds circle the Petal Isles, giving players seven areas to explore total, also including Pipe Rock Plateau, Fluff Puff Peaks, Shining Falls, and three mystery areas. Seven places total. Lies. Yep. There will be an eighth. Mm -hmm. There's always an eighth. Is, well, I feel like there might be an eighth, a ninth, or a tenth, probably. Right? All probably. these bonus courses. There'll be an eighth, and then a star, and a flower, and a mushroom. Yep. 1,000%. <laughs> players can move around the maps in a more traditional method from one level to another, though open areas also exist where players can take on levels in any order they wish. And that looks really cool. It's pretty damn cool. There's essentially a more classic world map design where, uh, like Mario World type world map, where you're just going level to level, but you can then uh, open it up, and it, it turns into a Mario 3D world type type of, of map where you're running around it and i imagine there'll be secrets there yeah. uh there's some shots of the world map that are so so awesome a lot of them look like what we're seeing here that's a little bit more traditional mm -hmm. but there's some that have like uh more depth to them and it's like there's the, a lot more variety in a world map than we've ever seen in a, a mario game which gets me really excited uh a more direct courses menu has also been acted, added letting players quickly return to levels once they've visited them which is amazing uh playable characters were also revealed with nintendo taking a new move and making mario luigi peach daisy and two toads all play the same luigi will no longer have a higher jump for example nor peach will have the uh, will not have the ability to float Yoshi and Nabbit are also playable, but these two work differently in that they can't take damage. Yoshi can also flutter, flutter jump and eat objects like in previous games. Very interesting. How do you feel about the characters playing the same? I love that. That's okay. my preferred way when it comes to, to Mario games. But I also love that they have the, the Nabbit and Yoshi uh, that is kind of as difficulty options for people where mm -hmm. they don't take damage. Uh, and Yoshi plays more like Yoshi does in traditional. This is what I'm talking about here with the world map. Dude. Like, look how cool that looks. Dude. That's really cool. Dude. Sick. Uh, but uh, I can't wait. Yoshi, I can't wait. Yoshi plays more like uh, Yoshi would in like a Yoshi's Island game where there's the flutter jump and you can uh, uh, use your tongue to take in enemies and spit them back out, uh, which Hell is yeah. cool. I kind of like uh, mixing uh, the different ideas and gameplay styles that we're used to, but also using that as difficulty levels for people. Uh, these characters will come across talking flowers as they explore each level, being represented with everything from oh, motivating advice, like onward and upward, uh, to disturbing dark thoughts. Quote, I wonder what Goombas taste like, end quote. The, 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 they actually talk. Yeah. Like it's like their voice. Yeah. And it's funny. Yeah. Because it, <laughs> it sounds like just a dude. Yeah, literally. It just <laughs> it sounds, sounds like, like a guy. Yeah. <laughs> Which like is... I mean, it, it adds to the charm. We wanted charm, bless. And yeah. there's nothing but charm in this game. And it's a weird Nintendo decision, but in the best way. Yes. You know? And that's where I want to st stop here, right? Because in one of the things we talked about yesterday, Tim, as we talked about what we wanted out of this Nintendo Direct, was it yesterday or the day before? We talked about this recently. Yeah. Uh, was the fact that I personally wanted to see what um, the levels and the themes looked like, right? I wanted this game to bring it in terms of giving us those starry night moments mm -hmm. out of the Mario Brothers Wii, uh, Wii U game that we all loved. Uh, Tim, from what we saw out of this Direct in levels and presentation, even if you want to talk about power-ups too, did this give you what you wanted? Uh, yes, it did. Everything you're talking about of wanting more Starry Nights, it looks like we're getting more Starry Nights. Yeah. I, I'm still, you know, the, the, the Tim Gettys and me can't, can't stay within. It still has to come out. I'm still not completely sold that this is the next big step forward 2D Mario that like I would hope it would be after mm. a decade of not having one. Um, and I do feel like a lot of the people that are um, like, oh my God, this this is it, are the same people that didn't really play the last four iterations of New Super Mario Brothers where I'm like, yeah. there's a lot of things that I'm like, all right, this is just the same, but tweaked a little in ways that I'm like, I don't know that I love. Really? The jump sounds different. <laughs> 
How does the jump? I, I, it's I it's just there's, there's a lot of little things that are like, yeah, it's different, but is it Listen, better? If you're, if you're so tripped sure. out by the jump sounding different, wait until Mario opens his mouth. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, honestly, though, but the amount that the, you're so used to the jump sound sounding a specific way, mm -hmm. and you're jumping a lot in these games, these Mario games. I don't know if you know that. Spoilers. You're jumping a lot, all right? It's crazy. Um, and it's just, it's weird. And again, I'll get used to it, but um, I, there's a couple things in this that I'm like, are, are these changes for change's sake, or is right. this going to be mm. a, a big enough move? And I, I'm taking that small specific nitpick of the the sound of the jump, but I feel like you can apply it to a bunch of the other things. Um, that negativity out of the way, this is everything. I, I this looks incredible. Like, oh yeah, I, I think that we were talking about charm. We were talking about uh, like what it would need to do. What to makes be a, a good a platformer. very special. A good platformer, but more than that, a good Mario game. Yeah. This looks like it's going to be an amazing Mario game. Will it be the best platformer ever in like a Celeste and things like that? I'm not sure, but there's some things we'll get to. Yeah, in a here's second my thing. To talk I about. think this might be. I think this will be the best new Super Mario Brothers game. And I know like I know technically it's not new Super Mario Brothers, but like in terms of the Mario mo the um, modern Mario iterations, this looks incredible. It's not it's exactly what you're talking about, right? This isn't redefining what new Mario is, but I think this is the most creative and the most charming the modern iteration of Mario has looked like on the 2D side. Here's what this game's going to do. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking way ahead. We know Switch 2 is coming. There's going to be a Mario Maker 3. I'm telling you, a lot of the mechanics that they're dropping into this, they're going to put into that next Mario Maker. Oh, for sure. And we're going to be able to make our own freaking level. Like, for this sure. looks incredible. This yeah. looks absolutely incredible. Mario remains the GOAT. They just, hey, Spider-Man 2. <laughs> yeah, this will be a gonna great do? day. It's gonna be like, a great gonna day do? for all of us. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Now, but to your point about you think that this is going to be better than those, that's where I'm stuck. I know it's going to be as good, or at least yeah. expected to be. I don't know that it's going to be better. Really? I think it's going to be received better. I think yeah. that no matter what, the, people have a, a hate boner for the, the, the new Super Mario, Mario game, specifically right. for Wii U, which I think is the best one. So like, I do think that going in, this is going to review better. People are going to say, oh, it's the best one, blah, blah, blah. Will it really be, though? Will it, for the people that well, are well, in like, this Wait, shit? okay, what, what, like, what about this could not be? When we look at this, it's like, oh, this is the most fresh a 2D Mario has been, I think, since post mario world right or mario world i think the only thing could be is if there's a, a forced mechanic in here that doesn't work very well yeah and it just takes away from the experience that, that'd be the only thing like just looking at some of the different things you'll be able to do like if it just doesn't feel fun to do or, or it's frustrating to use to get through a level as long as it's balanced very well and feels fair Again, I, I, I don't see how this won't be. Yeah, I, I guess my thing is, I Mario's my franchise. Yeah. Mario is the thing that I care about more than anything else in video games. And my thing is, I this to me looks like a 9. It could be a 10. Yeah. I want a 10. Like, are any of the new Super Mario Brothers a 10? No, they're not. Yeah. But like, I think that they're 9s. Okay. So I, your, your thing is, like, you think this is this might fit just as, like, another iteration, but yep. not necessarily, like, a elevating exactly. to another level. Exactly. Okay. And, hey, I, I feel that. I'm not mad at that. Like, I'm still going to get an amazing experience. But, like, you know, it's Mario. I'd hope that it, it could, like, push the boundaries. And, hey, I hope that I'm wrong. Yeah. Like, I, there, looking at all this, the like, there's so much more positive than negative on this. Like, in there, fact, I don't even think it's negative. It's just, like. There is a negative that we'll get into. And I'll read the rest of the article so we can actually get there. into it. Uh, I mean, online. Is awesome. They oh, did it. You, okay. They so you like it. online. Okay. They fucking did it. Boy. I didn't know if it, because as they started, they started talking about, uh, I'll, fuck, I'll read it. Uh, so let's talk about badges first. Badges serve as a perk system for, uh, for the perk system of sorts in Super Mario Brothers Wonder. These are upgrades unlockable throughout the game and add some major gameplay changes to each level. Safety bounce soft, uh, stops players from falling in lava. Coin maggot. Magnet point going magnet uh, pulls coins towards the player. Jet run adds endless speed and so on. Uh, four player local oh, was stop, stop, stop. yeah. Badges sound awesome. Badges sound great. Badges sound great. That the, we mean you talking about that the the gameplay of Celeste, the like mechanics of momentum and moving around. That's what this yeah. is. The that sounds like some advanced advanced gameplay right there, dude. I the That's challenge exciting. mode stuff with this gets me so damn excited. I this stuff to me is what could really really push this game. Four player local was also revealed for Super Mario Brothers Wonder, though this looks fairly similar to prior Mario games. Online connectivity was revealed too, including what it, what is essentially ghost mode data that comes from, uh, with some extra gameplay benefits. Traditional online multiplayer was not revealed during the Nintendo Direct. Finally, Nintendo closed the Direct by revealing a limited edition OLED Nintendo Switch based on the Super Mar based on Super Mario Brothers Wonder. So you like how the multiplayer So the is multiplayer, the way that it works, it's like you're not actually bouncing into each other and fucking each other up. Mm, it's online. awesome. 
Uh, no, I mean, yeah, but I feel like the, like there's the, the different options of uh, you turn into a ghost or whatever. Yeah. But it's like the you can like play and like look, you're not getting in the way of each other, <laughs> which is like. Yeah, that was the big but like, problem. Isn't, but isn't that part of the fun? No, it's not. I, it's I, not. That's part of the, that's fun, part of the chaos that's, fun. That's, that's like, part of the chaos up, fun of big, you being local like together, and then you play for an hour, and then never again because you hate everything. No. you pick. Like, I'm playing. I'm picking up my co-op partner. I throw them off the cliff. Mm -hmm. It's the funnest thing ever. That's, how the many point times, of, that's the point of it. How many times have Why we are you streamed playing multiplayer? Mario 3D World with four players? A ton. And yeah. it's great. How many times have we done Mario uh, Wii U? Like twice. Because yeah, like, not nobody fun. has a Wii U. <laughs> no, no, it's on Switch now. Yeah. I would do Mario co-op multiplayer uh, a lot with uh, New Super Mario Brothers on the Wii. And I just, I found that to be such a fun experience. It, it is such a what, fun experience. What's the point of multiplayer if you're not, like, if it's not chaotic, if you're not even, like, interacting with each other, if it's just ghosts? What's the point of it? I mean, there's, there's more than just ghosts, though. Like, there, there's some things here that don't seem... I mean, there's, like, the sign you can put down for uh, so people can, like... Strand-type stuff. Strand, yes, yeah, the strand gameplay. Yeah, no, but, like, you, it's, it looks like you can play levels. It's just not, like, playing through the campaign, but you get to choose levels that you are just playing through with people. Yeah, but, like... Like, that's... What's the point of it? You're, you're playing with others. This is, it is exactly what people would want from a Mario game online. Not I'm telling man. you, when you see this in action, it is going I want to bump into people and get them annoyed, and I want to fucking, like, pick them up and throw them off the stage. You say all that. Yeah. But you also haven't, like, been <laughs> liking or playing those games. <laughs> I'm going to play this single player anyway. I, uh -huh. Like, that's what I'm going to play this game. But if I was a kid, I'm, I'm honestly, this is what I'm doing. I'm bringing in my own childhood into this. Mm -hmm. I'm bringing in the fact that I was fucking, what, 13 years old, 14 years old? I might have been older than that. 15, playing New Super Mario Brothers Wii. Uh, Wii. And fuck and like annoying the hell out of my sisters, and that was a blast. Oh, I get it. I I want that experience. That. I guess yeah, locally also be able to do that. Wait, like, I, I I missed that slightly. So they're coming out with a Mario Red Switch. Oh is yeah, that correct. Mm -hmm. So what is the OLED one? Yep. You know I don't have an OLED. Switch. Ooh, I mean I don't know that, that now's that, the time to get one. I know it's not. I keep. <sighs> But also, I love the old yeah. Switch. If you if you play handheld, Paris, I, I have you, the o, I have like the OG OG Switch. So I almost wonder, do do I upgrade? Even though I know another Switch is coming. Yeah, that that is that is the question. But I will say that the OLED Switch is one of the best gaming hardware updates I have ever seen. I'm an OLED guy, but like literally, I enjoy playing games more on it because I might have to do it. I might just say screw it and do it. Final thoughts on Mario. I'm, I'm so stoked. Like, in so many ways, I can't believe they made the right decisions. Um, I'm still a little, a little concerned about, is this going to be the revolution that I've been hoping for and waiting for 10 years? Mm -hmm. uh, 10 years plus. We're talking 10 years since the last New Super Mario Brothers game came out. Not 10 years since New Super Mario Brothers started. Yeah, <laughs> That's more oh like seven. What was that, 2006? Six, yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. Um, but yeah, this shit looks great. Um, the online stuff, I can't believe that they're, they're doing it as well as they are. Um, and yeah, really exciting stuff all oh, yeah. around. I'm glad Tim's happy about the yeah. online stuff because uh -huh. I thought you're gonna come in here fucking upset about. No, it. dude. No, oh, yeah. I'm telling you. The, the, when people see it in action, they're gonna be like, they did it. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, good for you, Tim. Good really quick, uh, bless. Uh, before we go on to our other story, I know Mike wanted to call in for Stop possibly for talking about a uh, poll in the chat. Yeah, the oh yeah, Mike. What's up with the poll? I don't know how much this affects the mic there. Hello, hello, Houston. Can you hear me? This is Commander Mike. We're Houston. We can hear you. Uh, Command, this is Space Bike Mike, and I have a big decision here. I need to choose a background, and I need Blessing in Paris, and I need the chat's help. Mm -hmm. We're going to put up a poll. I have now narrowed down to four backgrounds. Gangster, Ronin, Chef, and Long Hauler. Those oh. are your four options, chat. The poll is now live. Blessing in Paris, what should I be? Well, hmm. unless you're going to name yourself Khalif Adams, don't be Chef, okay? Mm. Um, here's what I'll say Ronan sounds cool are you really going to use that knife Right. Yeah. are you actually going to use that knife do we ever do that in the way that we play these games I'm throwing Ronan out what does chef do chef is like cooking and stuff right let me give you a chef rundown chef you will have gastronomy which is new worlds means new ingredients you'll have dueling with a knife and scavenging what's with you with Yep. <laughs> Get the knife skills out of here. Nobody needs these knife skills. What's Ronan has stealth, scavenging, and dueling, long hauler, ballistic weapon systems, mm. piloting, and weightlifting. Long oh, hauler. dope. Long hauler. Long hauler. Uh, long hauler. I can tell you right long now after hauler playing, is what you long want. hauler. Yeah. God damn it, I had all that at the beginning. Yeah. Gangster is shotgun, 
boxing and theft long hauler long hauler yeah like unless i mean are you really gonna be thieving out of out of people's pockets like i i feel like some people play that way but I most know. people i think ignore that That's, stuff yeah. and then um boxing it's like come on just just bust out a gun. No, you're you're gonna want the weightlifting and and the ballistics at jump. One thousand percent. The ballistics are gonna help you a lot. Yeah. And yeah, the the piloting, I think it will be good for you too. Yep. All three of those skills are great. Command. Uh, the poll is now up. I appreciate your guys' insights. Insights chat. You get to vote. Which Mike, background are we choosing? Mike, before before you hit the grab drive and go to another system, when are you unboxing uh, that constellation edition? We will be unboxing this edition after you guys are done with KFGD. So hopefully I will, you'll come I join will, me I will be and in we'll unbox it. I will be you in there. In. And by the way, I can't put my character on screen. I just realized because if I do, it's a spoiler. Mm. Oh, good call. Mm. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Mm -hmm. All right. All right well, we, we will talk. Boys, have a great Games Daily chat. Make sure to vote. And I'll see you here very soon. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, you're able to do really cool things like this because of your support on patreon.com slash kind of funny. Over on patreon.com slash kind of funny, you have all sorts of cool things like exclusive content, like kind of feudy, like the Next Gen Podcast, and more. You can also go there to get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Every single person I know that has tried Rocket Money has been shocked at how many subscriptions they have that they forgot about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps you lower your bills all in one place. Most people think they're spending about $80 a month on their subscriptions when in reality, it might be closer to 200 plus. Uh, when you're signed up for so many things like streaming services you use to watch one show or free trials for delivery you don't use, it's so easy to lose track of what you're actually paying for. With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. No more long hold times or annoying emails with customer service. Rocket Money does all the work for you. Stop wasting your money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. That's rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. Rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. This episode is brought to you by One Piece on Netflix. The global phenomenon One Piece has finally gotten a live action adaptation on Netflix. This is an incredible world ruled by pirates filled with never before seen superpowers and a hunt for a legendary treasure called the One Piece. It's an epic action adventure about following your dreams, searching for treasure and ultimately, Finding your chosen family. The series was made by fans for fans, old and new. Showrunners Matt Owens and Steven Maeda are huge fans of the manga and come at their work from a fan first perspective while still allowing new audiences to discover and fall in love with this story. Manga creator Ichiro Oda was involved in every step of the process at a level which was never seen before in any previous live action manga adaptation. One Piece is an action packed, warm-hearted and joyful adventure that you don't want to miss. Don't miss One Piece on Netflix, August 31st. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Before we get into story number three, I also want to shout out Kind of Funny X-Cast is recording later today with Paris. Uh, I guess Mike is doing the live stream, so Mike's not going to No, gonna actually, it. Mike's going to be on. So oh, it, okay. It, it'll be me, Mike, Gary. I don't know if Greg or someone else is as well. Yeah. Either, I think Greg or Andy is relieving Mike, I believe, while you guys uh, do the X-Cast. Gotcha. 
Yeah. Either way, yeah, X cast is recording. It looks like on the calendar it says Mike Paris and Gary. Yeah. And so it's gonna be the, the regular it, cast. Our, it'll be, be the first time all three of us are together in studio. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, that's good. that's gonna yeah, be really yeah. hype. And yeah. it's gonna be uh your Starfield questions answered. And yep. so if you have any questions about Starfield, feel free to write into kindofunny.com slash Xcast, I assume is the link, uh, to get your questions read on the show. Let's talk about story number three. Uh Saints Row developer Volition shuts down this is a very sad story uh this comes from a blog post that they posted on their website titled farewell which reads the volition team has proudly created world-class entertainment for fans around the globe for 30 years we've been driven by a passion for our community and always work to deliver joy surprise excuse me surprise and delight this past june embracer group announced a restructuring program to strengthen embracer and maintain its position as a leader in the video game industry as part of that program they evaluated strategic and operational goals and made the difficult decision to close volition effective immediately to help our team we are working to provide job assistance and help smooth the transition for our volition family members we thank our customers and fans around the world for all the love and support over the years you will always be in our hearts volition games such a sad story yeah it is yeah this one is it's upsetting for me uh mainly because volition growing up was such a cool studio because they're they were located in my hometown yeah right i lived in i grew up in champaign illinois which mm. is a town that's like in central illinois kind of in the middle of nowhere right like it's a college town people mm. come down to go to the university of illinois but aside from that it's like you're not really coming down to champaign champaign illinois for much so the fact that we had a video game studio there was the coolest thing ever and i remember like being blown away when i picked up uh red faction from gamestop one day brought it home started playing it and i saw the volition thing in the beginning i'm like oh this game was made here like this yeah. game was made yeah. was made in my hometown i played through red faction ended up becoming one of my favorite first person shooters ever right very special game red faction and i know a lot of people love volition from saints row as well obviously those two being uh probably their biggest two franchises uh but like yeah, Volition was one for me. That was the first video game studio I've ever I ever visited. I had friends growing up that uh, would work there when I was in college. And so, like, they would do this thing where they brought me over. I think I'm not supposed to talk about this, but they're closing. So, and this is, like, a decade ago. Uh, but they're, like, uh, there was a night where we would do, like, a lot of uh, fighting game nights, yeah, right? We'd yeah. play a lot of Mortal Kombat. And around the time, Mortal Kombat 9 had just come out. And they're like, yo... We got, a, we got like a gameplay room in Volition. What if you came through when we, did, when we all played Mortal Kombat 9 in Volition in the, in the gameplay room? And that was the fucking coolest thing ever, right? And we like did it and I was blown away. And like as I walked in, I saw like these copies of uh, old Volition games. I saw copies of like Summoner 2 unwrapped. In fact, like I came home with an unwrapped yeah, yeah. Uh, copy of Summoner 2 that I still have in my apartment. Uh, but yeah, Volition is a studio that I think just means a lot to me in terms of giving me this tangible video game studio that was in like arm's length that right. i could actually like totally. see and go yeah, yeah. oh people make video games this is such a cool thing and so like i have that connection to volition but i also know that so many people have that connection to volition because they make they, yeah, made, they made special some games some awesome games some some of the saints rose game i mean you know the last one wasn't the greatest but just over the years fantastic games yeah so, yeah it's when you're talking about the red faction when we're talking about mm -hmm. red faction gorilla when you're talking about saints row 2 i know so many people love mm -hmm. saints row 2 i came into saints row around saints row 3 and yeah. i really really dug that game and saints row 4 as well um when you're talking about i know uh, my friend yusuf loves summoner 1 i don't know that many people that played summoner but he fucking loves yeah. summoner um yeah there is a history there that I think is unfortunate to lose in this way, especially when it comes down on Embracer, which is a company that has made some wild business decisions. We, me and Greg have talked about it quite a bit of the fact that back uh, a few months ago, they did their financial uh, call and they were, they had these grim look on their faces because a deal that they were about to make had fallen through the yep. day before and they couldn't get that signature going. And, and like, that was a big portion of money that was just lost for them, which is leading to them having to do things like this, right? Close Saints Row. And that deal reportedly was with um, Saudi Arabia. And it's like, really? This yeah. is what, you, what you're hinging the future of your company on, right? Like this controversial business deal that like seemingly wasn't concrete for y'all. This is what you guys are doing. Yeah. And it's that decision on top of so many decisions of adopting and acquiring these studios that, you know, seemingly have no like plan or no consistency in terms of you know these are just studios you're picking up it doesn't feel like there's a plan here it doesn't feel like there's a targeted attack here it feels like you're just buying things just to buy things to put yeah. out things and hopefully maybe make money off of the amount of games you're putting out as opposed to the quality of games you're putting out i think that's exactly what it is i yeah. think that's this is the ugly side of the business that you know i don't like talking about but you have no choice but to talk about and it's kind of even with all these acquisitions that we've seen, I mean, obviously we know Xbox is still going through this Activision Blizzard 
acquisition. Clearly, Starfield, Bethesda, that was another big acquisition that they did. And it's my worry about the industry where I think we're getting dangerously close of it being too much. Yeah. Because of exactly what's happening. Okay, you it's acquisition season. You're grabbing all these studios. But then you realize, oh, wait, we don't know how to properly monetize this or what to do with it. So now all these people are out of jobs. And th these legendary studios like you just talked about go away and mm -hmm. why so it's i don't know what the answer is going to be yeah. because i don't think it's going to stop i think we're, we're going to see more of this unfortunately and and it's it's sad i hopefully you know this turns around in a few years and and the industry stabilizes but we're getting dangerously close to just too much yeah i know somebody in chat mentioned that like it feels like a house of cards yeah and that's exactly yeah. what embracer in particular feels mm -hmm. right like uh, feels like right where you know a, v a thq og went away just because i think that double a sphere of video games became less and less viable as yep. video games got more expensive to make as indies came through and kind of took up that bottom tier and like showed that hey even on a lower budget you can make really special things right and so there became less and less room yep. for six out of ten seven out of ten games that were made on double a budget that you're just shitting out oh, <laughs> at yeah. some point right like that became less viable and that's why that went away right and embracers coming back and trying to to navigate that space which is a really weird thing and they're doing the, doing it in a way where it's like all right like good luck to y'all but this does not seem like no, a good business strategy whatsoever at all and and that's the one other thing about this too the other byproduct of this is even the studios that don't go away we're gonna see less risk because yeah why take a wild swing on something that if it doesn't have the proper roi we could go away yeah so in other words make something that's safe or make just enough so that we keep the lights on and stay in business like honestly starfield is a great example of this if bethesda was still standalone that game's probably out two years ago oh yeah because they needed and it to be out. Could you imagine the version of Starfield that would have came out right. two years ago? You know what I mean? You know? I mean, you know, Microsoft. That probably would have been a cyberpunk yeah. situation. Yeah. I mean, that's another great example. Clearly, CDPR was in, in a position where that game had to come out, even though it should not have come out. Yeah. If anything, we're about to get the real version of it here in a few weeks. But that's my worry. You want to see more innovation in the industry. You want to see these companies take more risk and try things. Not everything's going to land, but the ones that don't land, this happens. Yeah. They go away so i don't know yeah uh hearts go out to of course the yeah, workers course. that work at volition hope you all land on your feet and yeah if you're somebody who works in video games and you have opportunities available for people to come in and work development and stuff reach out to people who just lost their jobs at volition because yeah. it's tough out here in tech and in games and, and all this and so yeah again Great. good luck to people Story number four, nearly 260 developers are now working on the next mainline Witcher game. This is Tom Ivan at Video Games Chronicle. Over 250 developers are working on the next mainline The Witcher game, which is codenamed Polaris, CD Projekt has confirmed. The company provided an update on the size of its development teams engaged on current projects as part of its quarterly financial results on Wednesday. The team working on Cyberpunk 2077's upcoming Phantom Liberty expansion is its largest, although that will soon change, according to CD Projekt CEO Adam Kaczynski. Quote, at the end of July, the Phantom Liberty team working on the pre-release phase consisted of 300 people, he said during an earnings call. That's fewer than at the end of 2022, but it still remains our biggest team. On the other hand, the Polaris team has grown to almost 260 developers at the end of July, end quote. Uh, quote, after releasing Phantom Liberty, we will transfer a big part of the team to Polaris, he added later. Phantom Liberty is set to release on September 26th, and it promises to entirely overhaul the way Cyberpunk 2077 is played, according to CD Projekt Red. The company first announced in March 2022 that it was working on a Witcher game, which would kick off a new saga for the franchise. It was also revealed at the time that the open-world title was being built with Epic Games' Unreal Engine rather than its proprietary Red Engine, which powered previous Witcher games and Cyberpunk 2077. The game entered pre-production last May, and in October, CD Projekt confirmed that it would uh, be the start of a new Witcher trilogy. It also said it was planning to release all three games within a six-year period after the first. I keep forgetting about that last part of, yeah. wait, y'all going to release three Witcher games in six years? Good luck. Yeah, good <laughs> I'll luck believe it that. when I see it. Yeah. But yeah, cool. 260 uh, or 250 developers working on the next mainline Witcher currently. Sounds exciting, right? Yeah, it being absolutely. the start of a new trilogy. Yeah. Sounds exciting. Yeah, it does. I mean... Clearly, they're going to go all hands on deck with, with this one because it sounds like this is going to be the, the main line of, of the Witcher games. And, you know, obviously with the, the, the troubles that CDPR has had over the past few years, it kind of seems now they're at the point of redemption here with Phantom Liberty coming out. And then if you stick the landing with the next Witcher game, hey, they're back. 1,000%.
Uh, story number five, Street Fighter VI's second DLC character, AKI, arrives in September. This is Tom Ivan at Video Games Chronicle. Street Fighter VI's second DLC character, AKI, will be added to the game next month. AKI will be unlocked on September 27th for players who own the Year One Character Pass. Capcom said players will be able to try out AKI for, for one hour with a rental fighter ticket, which can be obtained via the in-game fighting pass. Like all other DLC characters, AKI will feature in all three Street Fighter VI modes, World Tour, Fighting Ground, and Battle Hub. Quote, feeding off orders from her master, she injects poison into enemies that dare stand within striking distance, all with a smile, according to, uh, to Capcom. Hell yeah, this is exciting. Have you, are you a Street Fighter person? A little. I mean, I'm not huge into the fighting scene, but I understand how, how great Street Fighter VI is. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah, this is fantastic news that this is happening yeah i had a lot of fun watching this trailer when they released it yesterday this character new character for the franchise yeah she looks a lot like valdo uh, just in terms of how she moves if you played soul caliber back in the day uh like she kind of has that like slithery yeah, I, yeah. I think See, i mean look at it it's dope yeah, yeah and yeah. she also has like the claws like yeah. so much of her is very valdo but also she has like, the, like these stretchy movements and like she has like these poison moves and i don't know if that means that like her moves are going to take down, like that's, that's yeah, slither that, right yeah, there. Yeah, that's 1000% yeah, Valdo. Yeah. I don't know if that means she's going to take down people's health uh, over time or anything like that. But either way, I think she looks different. I think she looks fresh and I'm very excited to check out this character when she comes out. I forget which villain it is, but she remind the way she moves around and like with the poison stuff, she reminds me of a villain from Arkham Origins that like poisons Batman at some mm. point, especially like the way that she's like wrapping around people. It's crazy. Scarecrow. Yep. That's who I was thinking of. Thank you, Bless. Yeah. Wait, are you are you serious? You're joking. No, I'm okay, joking. I was gonna say, I'm joking. But when you said it first, that I was like, wait, is he? Is this Copperhead? Thank you, Jack. <laughs> Copperhead. Final news story for you. Story number six: Beyond Good and Evil Two 20th Anniversary Edition has been rated by ESRB. This is George Yang at IGN. Beyond Good and Evil might be coming to modern platforms soon, as a ratings board has listed an anniversary edition of the game. As reported by Gamatsu, the Electronic Software's ra Software Ratings Board, ESRB, has rated Beyond Good and Evil 20th Anniversary Edition for PS4, PS5, Xbox Series X, Switch, and PC. What does that do for you? <laughs> we'll get the 40th Anniversary Edition of this before we get Beyond Good and Evil 2. 1, That's what this does for me. I don't think we'll ever see Beyond Good and Evil 2. I don't. I don't either. So. Oh, man. You know, it's been so long since I played that game. I just, I don't even really remember the story plots, anything. So with the sequel coming, I don't know, maybe if the two does come out in the next few years, this will be worth picking up to kind of get a good refresher. Well, we'll have to see. Yeah. Beyond Good and Evil 2, though, so far away. Yeah. If I want to know what's coming out to Mom and Grab Shops today, where would I look, Paris? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts, each and every weekday. Out today, we got Somerville for PS5 and PS4. Whoa, that's random. Somerville? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> that wasn't already on PlayStation? No, because that was an Xbox exclusive. Yeah, remember? they had the uh, those Xbox and PC. Yeah, it was on Game Pass too, wasn't it? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So this is randomly coming to PlayStation out of nowhere. Play Planet of Lana instead. Play Planet of Lana, but also so good. Somerville, pretty good. I know a lot of people are hating on Somerville, and I, I understand you it. as well a little bit too. No, but though. I really liked. I gave it a four out of five. I really liked uh, Somerville. Okay. It just it just wasn't inside. It wasn't. It really wasn't. It was not plus. inside, but it was still a pretty good game. I like Summer Real. Uh, we got Trine 5, A Clockwork Conspiracy for PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, one, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. War Hospital for PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, Mega I Man. I gotta look that up. What which the hell one? Is War that Hospital? Mean? War Hospital? What does that mean? I imagine it's like a like a sim where you are taking care of like um, like People soldiers that have gotten yeah injured in war, and they come back, and you have to like manage it like a roller coaster tycoon. Like, <laughs> you're in a war hospital. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Mega Man X Dive offline for PC and mobile. Oh, I nailed it. I mean, yeah, you pretty I much nailed, nailed it. I nailed that shit. <laughs> God damn it. This is, this is the roller coaster tycoon of war. <laughs> Let's go. All right, War Hospital out today. That's for you. <laughs> go check it out, I guess. Uh, we got Tidal Milestones 2 for Switch. We got TMNT Shredder's Revenge Dimension Shellshock DLC for PC, PS4, PS5, Switch, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. And then we got Trip World DX for Switch. New dates for you. Humanid... Let me say this clearly. Humanid Z. That is humanity spelt with a Z at the end. Humanid Z uh, hits Steam Early Access on September 18th looks to be a zombie game i imagine like a world war z type situation 
deal of the day for you. This comes from VGC. Free Range Games' Spell Drifter will be free to claim from Epic's PC Marketplace from September 7th through the 14th. And then the next batch of free titles on Amazon Prime have been revealed. This month, you're getting Football Manager 2023, Ozzy Mandias, uh, Bronze age empire sim uh you're getting absolute tactics daughter of mercy you're getting dexter stardust adventures in outer space uh you're getting shotgun king the final checkmate which that game pretty cool i like it uh unsolved case murderous script collector's edition and then you're getting 100 days uh wine making simulator all as part of amazon um in the month of september paris now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, where you write in, let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong, so we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. Uh, the Naughty Biscotti writes in and says, AKI is an acronym, but her name is actually pronounced Aki. Interesting. In the news article, it has like dots. So it's A dot K dot. I, so I'm saying AKI, but if it's Aki, I'll say Aki. And then that's it. For kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. We nailed it, Paris. We nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. Uh, tomorrow's hosts for the show are going to be me and Tim. If you're watching this live, there's no KFG post show. We're kicking it back to the stream uh, for the Starfield Marathon stream, of course. This is going for as long as you want it to go. Isn't that right, Mike? That is right, Command. I am here. <laughs> I have awoken, and we are a space hauler. Hell yeah. Let's go. Uh, Mike, how long are you prepared to go for? Uh, blessing. I will say that the kind of funny record is 22 hours. I am prepared to be here. For 72. I will stay here until <laughs> Monday, ladies and gentlemen. I don't care. I don't think Mike is lying either. I think Mike is prepared to go go for 72 hours. And so stay tuned. Hang out on Twitch. Cheer him on. Oh, man. This man's going to beat Starfield in like, <laughs> in two, in like yeah. two days. Mike is going for the world record. This might be a world record run. And it's funny because we were just talking about on review where Paris was like, the way we played this for review is not the way you uh, you should play this. And this is just how Mike's going to yeah, play I know. it. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> Barry, you want to take bets on, uh, does Mike beat this game by the Ooh. end of the, the stream? Paris, I want you on this too. Does he beat the main quest? Mm, no. I say no. No, I, yeah, I'm going to say I no. I think too. he gets too lost in, in yeah. like in exploring and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Chat, if you get into 72 hours, I bet he beats the main quest. The 25-hour main quest. Yeah, if that's what he focuses on, but knowing Mike, he's going to get distracted. Mike will get distracted. Yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah. All right. Do well, you think he passes out on stream at all? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You can hit. Same with a question. Wearing a spacesuit during this thing? Yeah, he's going to fucking pass sure out from heat. I'll be right 1,000%. Also, we can hear your microphone, just so you know. Oh, uh, that, that was, uh, I still had Mike unmuted. Sorry about that. Gotcha. No, no worries. Uh, again, that's happening all throughout the weekend, possibly, but at least for the next however long however long you push i think it's us. like six hours right now but if you're watching on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games uh any subs uh resubs gifted subs all that I, I think build uh towards that timer and you can let him go for as long as uh as long as you want him to and he's committing to 72 hours let's <laughs> Apparently. go insane paris thank you so much for joining me on this episode of camp oh, thank you this has been an honor yes Love hosting with you. Pleasure. Congrats on reviewing Starfield. Oh, I know it's a big you. weight off your shoulders yeah. to have it all out now. I know. Now on to the next. Now on to the next. And honestly, like, it's also on to Starfield, yeah. right? This Starfield yeah. content ain't, ain't stopping. And honestly, what, what's next? Cyberpunk? <laughs> like, that's the yeah. next big thing. Yeah, so let's like get ready for that. one to the next one. Also got Lies P. Also got Mortal Kombat yeah. 1. It's going to be a packed September for you. But for now, of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. Till next time, game daily.